listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Got milk, bitch. Got beef. Got steak, ho. Got cheese. Gray a ho. Not lean. Got me a one sauce, please. These heifers got nothing on me. Steaks highs need a side of collard greens. Cash rules everything around me. Ice cream, ice cream. You a calf, bitch. You my daughter. I ain't bothered. Get slaughtered. Got the methane. I'm a father with my farmer, McDonald. And they feed me real good. It's an honor. Philly cheese steaks all in that order. Chili cheese fries as a starter. Got the steroids keeping me stronger. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't go mouth. I go moo. Um, how y'all doing? I hope y'all doing great. Me too. It's a Saturday morning. Yes, and it is. that means it's feedback time. Or Saturday afternoon, I guess technically. Uh, that means it's feedback time. Feedback show is when we talk about the things that you had to say that we talked about this week. Um, and we appreciate everybody took the time out to do that uh we'll read your comments we'll talk about the emails you wrote in five star reviews on itunes um none on stitcher this week uh we'll talk about um you know all that stuff you can leave voicemails i think we got one voicemail but the person left their actual phone number so i don't want to play it on the show i know right um i appreciate them calling though and they wanted to just kind of have some basic information about podcasting um but you should probably just email us uh if you're listening uh just email us that and we'll 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 talk about it on the show um and uh yeah the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme uh i guess the first people we need to shout out are the people that took the time to put in on this man mm-hmm. by donating to the show I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song for you. Today's a new day. Chris D. New day, new Monday. Appreciate you, Chris from Hawaii. Recurring donator. Calfani G. Thank you so much. April G. No relation. Appreciate you. Conrad L. Official first time recurring donator of the show. Thank you. Yes. Tabitha M. Thank you so much. Brianna F, we appreciate you. Corey Deticula, thank you so much, Corey. June from Harlem, shout out to Harlem, mm-hmm. the the place where the Jamaicans want to take over, apparently, according <laughs> to Luke Cage. Stokes, uh, Dia H, thank you, Dia. Alexis H, thank you. Tanya S, thank you, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Regina G, we appreciate you ray our girl ray sonny appreciate you ray we do uh dana w thank you samuel h jr thank you samuel yeah wanga from all the way to the land out under mm-hmm. cynthia d thank you so much jane m appreciate you we do shirley wong esquire please say the esquire when you say it she earned it lisa d thank you lisa Kelly C, appreciate you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Ashia B, appreciate you. Tiffany B, appreciate you. No relation. Okay. Alfonso M, mm-hmm. Desire T, thank you so much. And uh, that appears to be 
all of y'all so thanks everybody thank that you donated. tell me where are my blue skies where is that love y'all where is the love and the joy that you promised me tell me it's all, all right. right the truth is i almost gave up all my power i can't explain the holy ghost power y'all fell from heaven like the shower now i know we've been hurt y'all but still i smile even though it hurts to y'all smile, I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been here for a while, I smile, smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. Show and hate to see you give a now. You look so much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're going through. Smile for me. Your student loan's a little behind. Come on! Smile for me. And the people say, oh, oh, oh. All right, guys, smile. Because it's time to talk about Star Views. Uh, we got five star views on iTunes. Appreciate Yay. y'all. Makes my week, honestly. Ah, right, class. I'm about to heard the call. I was tired this morning. I wanted to take a nap, but I said I'm gonna go ahead and do this feedback show. Okay, and you know what made me want to get up and get out of bed? Five star views. Yes. Uh, Dark Knight says five stars. Hilarious. Great podcast from a great husband and wife team. They are hilarious while making great points. Thank you. We Thank try to be. We try we strive um uh, rxo456 says tbgwt five stars great podcast three exclamation points blood owl that's all it takes that's all it takes not it you don't got to be wordy mm-hmm. uh mecca lecca 916 says they are the best five stars rod and karen are the best i'm a long time listener but i had not gotten around to reviewing mainly because i'm trifling Duh! but better late than never right come on you right on time baby you may not come when we want you mm-hmm. uh i love all the segments especially fucking with black people cue up the excellent work well that is a first thank you you can hold your head up high you ain't got to walk around church in shame no more baby long time listener first time reviewer five stars angel dust 1914 says this podcast the epitome of family picnic listening listening to madam karen and brethren rod is like a breath of fresh air listening to them reminds me of sitting at the table with my elder family members discussing news current events and such wait how old do you think we are all right what <laughs> maybe uh thank you for listening to the to, black to some, to some people we is oh what are you talking about oh i know i remember back in tennessee when i first when i first moved down there the white man was on my ass come on when you when you about to be uh four decades in yeah you be you you lived a life well i used to be sharecropping i remember those days you don't know nothing about that baby now come on outside help me pick some blackberries (laughs) come on make your blackberry pie um all right uh family (laughs) discuss the current events and such what makes them so great is that although we won't always agree family can still discuss all the, their points and still laugh at other ish the podcast a1 perfection appreciate it man yep 
yeah i'm not asking everybody to agree on everything i know that we're out here on some a limb on some stuff and also some of this shit you know is like um you gotta have some level of joy in jokes man like i don't want to listen to a show that's necessarily like so obsessed with saying and being right a hundred percent of the time like there has to be a little give and take or or else the shit's not fun it's not you know there's no jokes there's it's just a bunch of fucking good times memes and sadness yes i've listened to podcasts even professional ones where i had to stop listening i was like this shit is fucking depressing right uh just what i need by melisande 91 who says i've been a premium member for a year and i'm so glad a friend of mine introduced me to this podcast your wit straight out comedy and open honesty allow me to connect to myself and others in ways i wasn't able to do before i truly enjoy how you explore different topics giving your opinions without forcing others to conform to your beliefs there's a level of respect on this podcast that i don't get from others and i appreciate every episode that you bring us continue to be your best selves and thank you for allowing us to be a part of the tbgwt family thank you thank you and lastly vita latrice i mean viva latrice says so funny so thought-provoking so black they're my faves five stars mm, that's what i'm talking about straight to the point i've been waiting all my life to be somebody's fave so i could be problematic come on you ready to, you ready to uh to get dragged on the streets yep and i'm gonna start it right now i think nev campbell should do aretha franklin's tribute that's right she has the range i'm saying it i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there so drag me being all spicy mm-hmm. i would also like to volunteer sam smith adele robin thick justin timberlake and fergie uh i want to see ah! them. i would also like to see them volunteer as tribute in the hunger games um uh, all right uh, uh, let's get to y'all's comments uh, uh, on the website episode 1735 was a feedback episode it was called rod lewis where i played my clips of uh of me motivating these young black men in these streets to keep them out of there mm-hmm. uh, you motivate a lot of people according to social media blue cat 04 says when you said smurf herpes in reference to doctors taking care of pregnant black women i almost spit out my drink you both are hilarious i love your podcast thanks blue cat thank you kid jock says watch how much evil which we call it crime watch how much evil will take place if you don't play basketball rod thank y'all for a daily a great daily content that offers us a respite in the age of 45 thank you rod and karen the poll was very simple we didn't get any comments though rod lewis yay or nay because i'm like you know some people might not like rod lewis i don't know and i was right 12 percent of y'all did not like rod lewis they didn't like the motivational speakings mm. uh, most people did cause they didn't you know- say why okay okay then it's about but it, you know it was a lot of people that was like you prevented them from committing crimes i mean i mean keep doing keep doing your job my brother yeah 88 percent uh people did enjoy rod lewis but yeah 12 percent was just not down i don't know what we can do to motivate them to 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 get on board um then we had episode 1736 all trump voters are racist or complicit because they are um and i'm just sick of motherfuckers trying to talk around this i'm not bending i'm not budging i don't care yes like i'm glad we have a podcast that is ours and and we don't have a boss or anything so we can say shit like that because you know i'm sure there's other people that want to say that kind of shit but then you get close to that that check and you're like eh, so blow my check on this point 
eve says something was up with that first with that last bridal story this is also when we read the stories of the bridesmaids mm-hmm. nightmares there's no way that bride would sever ties with something uh, without something up that woman was embezzling or she was spreading gossip or tried to sleep with the bride's man there's absolutely no way they turn on her so completely without explanation she knows what she did because there were too many holes in that story i've had plenty former co-workers who have been laid off and some of them i'm still in contact with that story was not like the other two i agree yeah it you is a big missing piece of that puzzle baby uh the poll was can you vote for trump and not be complicit in racism Mm-mm. yes or obviously not 100 percent. we already get these 100 percent polls <laughs> yeah you have one even if they're being ironic you normally have somebody to go the other way but spoiler alert this is a 100 percent poll and um yeah uh obviously not you cannot vote for trump and not be complicit in uh his racism it's come impossible. on um so whenever someone says you can't act like they're all racist i don't care and i don't have time to discern right so it's 100 percent. if you pull that level you're motherfucking racist you're racist you're racist or you're racist adjacent either way you're complicit it's the difference between somebody shooting me with a gun but you standing behind them going yelling shoot him shoot him and then i'm supposed to be like well nah see he's different he just wanted me to get shot <laughs> he was just very okay with me being shot uh we got episode 1737 robert glaspin at straws very controversial episode apparently 11 comments y'all had a lot to say jesus christ guys are y'all okay um let's see what y'all had to say i can't imagine what we talked about that was so engaging come on miss anderson said dl and his wife are on the second season of black love on own oh so that's why he's telling all his business i was wondering i was like that's not like some shit you keep private uh and you can tell he has issues with women and he speaks about his upbringing contributing to it yeah let me tell you something man it doesn't matter how fucked up somebody's views are of women they just don't like that label of having issues with women but it's true it's a fact nobody thinks they have issues with women no no not even the most misogynistic asshole thinks that the you know they all think that they're good the truth of the matter is we live in a misogynistic society so we all have issues with women women have issues with women right men have issues with women children have issues with women because society has issues with women and we're all kind of taught this shit and unless you like purposely try to break it down you're gonna have it and there's some men that are resigned to not working on themselves at all i don't think necessarily dl Hughley's might not be one of these men but still there's some men that are like i'm never going to get better at this and y'all just need to deal with it but then if you were to say well you have some some issues around women they'd be like what i don't have a problem with bitches what is the problem you know like that right these females is fine by me uh the funny thing is that his wife doesn't come across as the type of woman that goes for that bs uh hopefully it is something he is working on because i do love when he goes off on the whites don't we all and you just got to cherry pick when you fuck with people because you know a white person say something stupid and racist i'll be hoping dl gonna show up with a cape you know but uh, some women's issues is popping off in the media i'll be like no dl shh no baby please don't you don't gotta say nothing about this Mm-mm. let it fly by right you uh, he show up like sometimes you gotta hit a bitch i'm like no see no you were so close Shh. it was almost to the moon didn't we almost have it all come on <laughs> we almost did 
d razor ph dunn says five stars rod went from zero to a thousand and supported the ant hill karen too especially when talking about child support favorite part of this episode are too many but i just love the love shown to missy elliott i forgot about her and j cole collaborated on nobody's perfect mm-hmm she been everywhere everywhere catrice 206 said when i saw this episode was over two hours long i knew rod went in on somebody and i jumped for joy well i really missed the longer episodes but i know you guys need time to yourself oh, lord jesus we do baby we do uh on a more serious note i've been avoiding the trayvon martin documentary it's in my queue but i've been avoiding the emotions of seeing his face again and remembering that time trayvon's death changed my outlook in so many ways his of all the deaths affected me the most because one because of the circumstance and who he appeared to be and two because it's the first time i can remember the media flaunting such graphic photos of death i've never forgiven the media for this since then we've been obsessed with death porn unfortunately right. for black people there this is merely an obligation to understand what really happened or feel connected united with the fallen and their families but trayvon taught me that i'd never accept or be ready for that type of exploitation and trauma so outside of sandra bland uh pvamu is my alma mater i've not watched those videos since i didn't even know trayvon but i truly feel like a piece of my heart died with him like Rod said, I think I discovered the podcast not long after Trayvon's death because after all the other tragedies, I needed to hear someone that understood my frustration and pain. Apologies for the long post. Thanks for all that you both do. And GWD replied to that and said, Catrice 206, uh, 206, you described my feelings exactly. Yeah, man, thanks. You know, um, I, I feel you on that. And I do understand people that can't watch that stuff. I'm not this is not a knock like i mm-hmm. you will never hear me on the show talk about like how weak or less black somebody is because they don't want to watch trauma that's not that has nothing to do with being black i do feel like we have an obligation to ourselves i think it's best to educate ourselves about history and some of the things that have been done to us which you can find in books you can find a bunch of places on the online i, I do think that is important because i think as black people we need to be armed with knowledge um so that we are at least aware of the world that we exist in so we're not caught off guard there's nothing worse than a black person that is uninformed and naive and you can predictably watch them either like turn on other black people because they're so uninformed and naive and they think we're just making shit up right or they do the other thing where they just go well I, i'm over race i don't do that i didn't da, 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 da. and then they come running back to black people when they hit that you know they hit that uh brick wall that is racism and it's like well, well what they were doing this the whole time you know like i don't know it just seemed like i would like people to at least be prepared you know i don't think people should like like you don't need to live your life to a point where you're not uh attempting or trying to be happy or anything but you do need to know um the circumstances especially with this country because they don't want us to know yeah that's the whole point that's why they want to pull books out of the library school libraries that's why they want to strip certain books out of uh the reading that's been there forever because they for some reason they feel as though we start telling these negroes and these brown people and these native americans about the fucked up shit we've done to them they're gonna get mad and get angry fucking right none of this shit is fucking true but in their mind we can't have you knowing because once you start knowing you start using that power against us when we come at you with bullshit and the last thing we want to 
do as a country particularly white people in this country be held accountable for our actions that our ancestors have done in the past but yet you want to hold everybody else accountable for their actions that their ancestors done in the past but you don't want to be held accountable whatsoever and the thing that happened to our ancestors was uh the result of bullshit that your ancestors did right but um. but no but nobody wants to cover those things and when the um when they were talking about um like not being able to consume i completely understand that. i've come a long way but this is my personal journey now there are some everybody has lines and there are some things i personally do not consume i no fuck it there's some things where i'm like i'm not doing this i don't do um videos about what people being shot i don't i don't do that mm-hmm. like that's just me i know and i don't want to deal with that so that that's the documentaries are completely different to me um because the documentaries you're telling me a story you're stating fa- like this is the way my mind processes yeah. you give me stories i got background i don't have no no bullshit clickbait title behind it i don't have to deal with people giving hundreds and thousands of fucked up opinions i don't have to deal with that and it's not online it's something that's kind of in its own separate box so that's how my mind processes documentaries because yes i'm gonna feel hurt and yes i'm gonna feel pain and i completely understand that but at the same time i don't want to walk around ignorant this is just me so i've kind of because at one period of time i was like i don't want to see it at all but what i've came to the conclusion particularly talking to roger I got tired of white folks telling our stories and white folks telling Native Americans and and slavery stories from white folks' perspective, which is a fucked up perspective, which leaves us out, leaves out our hurt, leaves out our pain, leaves out our trauma, leaves out us being heroes, leaves out uh, uh, us being angry at the bullshit that happened to us, leaves out the confrontation between the black people and the white people because the white people don't want to present that everybody that was enslaved was not fucking happy and people did fight back and people did rebel and and so they don't want you to hear that part they don't want you to learn about that part so for me like the older i got the more i wanted to learn and the more i wanted to educate myself but like i say everybody has their lives they draw their lives a certain way and i do agree with you when you said about trayvon martin but me too that was the first time that black death actually became a trend like with black death and actually seeing black people dead or being shot in videos that was kind of the first time that it that that particularly with social media that it was you it was everywhere it was on repeat it was it was like you know what i can't take this you know because black people see brown people as people white people don't so it 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 makes people in it it draw it too much of that for some people makes them not sensitive to it anymore black people anyway it just makes people in general not you know you don't have any compassion some people watch it and they don't have any compassion their heart doesn't move in any way because they've been consumed with 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 so much of the negativity and i don't want to lose that part of me so i limit my access to things like that well here's what's interesting there's no video of trayvon martin no so it's interesting because i feel like the reaction for trayvon martin was a more of a psychological one because we knew we still feel like we know that that man killed trayvon martin in cold blood and we never gonna see video but what happened i think is even worse there started being a lot of video of these incidents because uh to a large extent you know and this is not a knock on us as black people but it's the truth we were just trying to get black white people to see this is happening it's not just trayvon and look at this scenario 
and every time we just found that they were like coded coldly being for the most part like nah it's like here's eric garner we watched him get choked to death nah okay well here's this guy he got shot uh at a park he's a kid he's a child he got shot the cops didn't even they just walked up and shot him they didn't attempt to like get the gun or anything it's a bb gun and there's video of it yeah nah nah that's not mm-mm. and so that's why i think we got inundated with videos is because two things well the first being we wanted to prove to white people hey this is happening what about this scenario what about this here's mike brown what about this okay what about this okay what about sandra bland what about this and then of course there's always going to be excuses when you're watching the video skeptically and kind of rooting for or rooting you're rooting for nothing wrong to happen because if nothing wrong happens you don't have to fix anything correct so it's like there's nothing to see here over and over and over and over again you know that cop uh michael slager or whatever shot the man in the back and killed him you know um but i still remember when it first came out they were trying to make excuses he clearly planted a weapon on that dude like um anyway all that that was number one number two social media is the wild wild west it is at that time you have stuff like autoplay videos which you have to now you can now turn off in some places but yeah that wasn't always a thing you could yeah. turn off it's not something all, people always knew to turn off and at that point we didn't no one ever thought one day black death will be a video that is shared millions of times every day online correct you know so um it was a lot of uh it was like the common the combination of one and two you know what i just said the you know us trying to convince white people and 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 then the 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 fact that you couldn't really handle or filter that shit out i think it did make a lot of people turn away and turn off you know i mean it's only human you have to reserve your psyche because at the end of the day i have to walk out of my house be in a white world and hope that you know like sometimes i'll I'll be coming in the house and i'll just be thinking to myself i hope none of my neighbors think i'm suspicious even though i fucking live here and they see me all the time i hope they never call the cops i think the same thing all the time you know i go somewhere new i go to someone else's neighborhood to visit them or uh down someone's house or whatever you know i'm hoping that uh, the police don't knock on the door and go hey did you this guy breaking in your house i'm like i'm hanging out at the cookout with my friend you know so i and i think i'm not alone in that you know Mm -mm. Coke, uh, Negra 124. Coke says, um, I don't know who Robert Glasper is, but I like him. And don't talk to me about the Ant Hill. I've got raid. I mean, if you want to call the show and express your massage noir, that's fine. I mean, you don't like black women? Cool. Uh, <laughs> you want to pick over, pick the black man over the black woman? That's, I mean, that's not, that's that's kind of par for the course with with Coqui, so okay no it's not clayton, clayton says hey madam karen and brethren rod long time listener first time reviewer but this episode compelled me to actually write a review first things first to hell with the ant hill and everybody in it here y'all go with the bullshit hope y'all build a tunnel or a lake and drown the whole colony but to the true but to the true reason for this post i've been listening to you guys for the longest time but this is the episode that compelled me you guys retelling of racist events that left you either perplexed or somewhat bothered really struck me this past weekend my wife and i were celebrating a friend's engagement it was the first time we've been out as a couple without our kid in a long time since the kid was having a sleepover we decided to rent a hotel room for the night and actually relax after the party 
we decided to stop by our favorite restaurant in marietta georgia now marietta ain't exactly poc friendly but this is our favorite spot the food and the drinks are phenomenal the service is exceptional as well we arrived there around nine ish and began to eat as we were eating i could hear someone cursing loudly my street senses kicked in i began scanning the room to determine if we needed to vacate early come on eventually i observed this white woman in the corner sitting with some guy talking loudly at the bar we finished our food paid our check and began to collect our stuff as we got ready to leave we noticed that the woman got up with two white guys so then completely she then completely collapses to the floor she was hammered the two men she was with were laughing making jokes and eventually helped her up at the at at this time oh at this time we were the only black people in the spot and remained the staff patrons and us looked around very nervously as uh the two dudes were helping the woman out another white male patron looked at me and said you look like a strong guy maybe you should help them nope i was kind of like what the fuck you trying to say but i let it slide as we got outside we noticed a car pull up and another woman hopped out the two men shuffled the woman into the back seat man one also got in the back seat then man two got in the driver's seat of the vehicle and the other woman hopped in the passenger seat this is what makes racism so perfect i literally had to truly analyze the situation in terms of they were helping this woman because um uh could be the cause of me not going home to see my baby like my wife and i talked about this situation in the car and she felt the exact same way i did like we walked we talked about it all the way all the way the situation could have ended badly for me she mm-hmm. said that even if i wanted to she uh would have intervened like nah racism so diabolically diabolical that even as a man that feels compelled to help any and every woman i froze the funny thing is both my wife and i agreed that if the drunk woman was a woman of color we would have never hesitated to aid her making sure she was safe making sure she was cognizant yeah you know what's funny uh i I watched a little bit it was on silent but we were uh we were out eating last night and i saw this show called uh, have you ever heard of the show called what would you do where it's uh it's like uh it's like they set up almost like a prank show but it's not supposed to be funny they set up these scenarios in the public and people walk by and they basically see people that are bystanders would you help somebody if they look like they were in distress if a pro- if a situation looked like it was out of control would you step in and you know they do stuff like a man and a woman will be arguing at a table in the middle of the park and they'll be raising their voices and shit and then he'll like grab her arm and so they want to see if people would stop and be like hey man get your hands off of her or whatever um and so i and by the way i think this show is from satan it's the devil it's, mm-hmm. it's i hate this show i like it's such a horrible idea they, they, they should not do that show at all like one you gonna get like i wonder how many people have died stepping into some shit that they thought maybe it's what would you do mm-hmm. you and know? you mess around to get them actors fucked up because somebody might step in and be like hey bro and then right. it'd be a fucking problem they get their ass whooped because they think the scenario's real like what would you do if i mean what are they gonna do if uh the guy grabs a woman's arm and another dude just fucking clocks him upside his fucking head right without even thinking about it you know anyway so uh they had this scenario where it was like a white woman with food stamps and this other person wouldn't give her the food give she was 12 dollars short or something and they wouldn't let her pay with food stamps and like all these people stopped and like confronted this man and shit and i was like mm, interesting then they had another scenario where it was like white kids and they were doing pray they were doing hazing like sorority and fraternity in the middle of a park they made the people like you know wear funny clothes and shit and they were like we're gonna give you alcohol till you throw up and all this shit and some people were walking by a couple people stopped and all this stuff and i kept thinking like one i would probably look and then they had another one with a lost child like a lost child like i'm on the 
uh i i need i'm on the elevator or whatever and i need to find my parents or whatever it was like a little white kid with a backpack and um all the scenarios i kept thinking like yeah see i would never sign a release form because i probably walk right by the kid if they like i'm like mm, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully mm-hmm. that kid gets there mm-hmm. i go up to a desk and some white kid y'all better find a pain because i'm not touching the right, child because right. i am i know that they will be like bitch you're still in the child right there's an extra level of shit for black people which is unfair because it's racism that puts makes us have this extra thought process but it's like if i approach these white women and start yelling at them in the park that they should not be hazing these other white women and you know because you know essentially hazing is a thing that everybody does sign up for you know and And the people being hazed might be like hey just because they're making me drink alcohol doesn't mean that i'm a victim i i, I want to do this for i want to be a, a whatever and i wonder how many shows they could not air because the fucking police showed up yeah just shit like that i have no idea but the point being like what he just said sounds like one of those scenarios oh yeah oh yeah like you want to step in and be like hey is she okay well you guys you know should she even be going with you guys you need an uber ma'am something like that and then you realize i'm this big black dude is like if should like what are the connotations of me stepping in compared to if i was just some white person or if she was a black woman and you're like well i'm gonna take this risk you know uh which has happened before well, i'm like i'm just i guess i had to find out i look like an asshole but ma'am you okay you know whatever so yeah i, I kind of understand what you're saying is my point but anyway that show's the devil okay so yeah they shouldn't air that show i'm pretty sure sooner or later somebody's gonna get sued before yeah i just wonder ass whooped. how many people have just died like just they thought that it was the, they were looking around for cameras and then it was like this is an actual mugging sir stab 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 uh <laughs> but i thought i was gonna be on tv mm-hmm. but my last words hearing both of you guys recollect different accounts about racism and even thinking about the latest stand your ground shooting mirrors my inner turmoil as the situation unfolded i hate to know that we live in a time and place where i literally have to think about the safety of my family before trying to be a good samaritan to someone of another race sorry for the long post love you guys p.s thanks for liking my post on patriarchy last week on twitter at major pain ex thanks man Mm-hmm. other than your anthill stuff uh yeah you had a lot of good points and i'm glad you know you're okay uh amani says this is a good right country and i'm not about to listen to southpaw divisiveness none of my parents owned any spiral notebooks i didn't build any desk stop making excuses and pull yourself up by your bootstraps the right way instead of this lazy radical leftist propaganda but go off ride lefty shit lefty shit lefty shit lefty shit wow amani you cut me deep bro it's like i don't have any fans on this episode what's going on with you guys preaches 749 says i cannot with the anthill ride or carry y'all keep me laughing my ass off i'm glad you enjoyed it mm-hmm. heavyweight says man i feel like fred when eddie started going in on rosa parks in barbershop you gone gone too far miss hill did settle a lawsuit filed against her by numerous musicians and writers on the miseducation album for not giving proper credit and that is why she can't perform the songs in the original form she wasn't mistaken about that he wasn't mistaken about that some would say taking the creator's work and claiming it as your own constitutes stealing but i digress okay listen first of all there's two things here the first being are y'all understanding that some of these are jokes or no 
that's number one like because i'm trying to be nice about it uh, yeah they might think you're being really serious right i I hate explaining jokes because when you explain the joke it really loses it's funny a lot of cases but you know how the beehive stands for beyonce and they unreasonable and they don't give a fuck about the facts and the truth they gonna come for your ass no matter what you say you can say i don't like beyonce's hair today or whatever it doesn't fucking matter we we on your ass right that's what the anthill is but for lauren hill so if you're expecting reasonable nuanced commentary on lauren hill on this podcast you've come to the wrong fucking place i don't care if she never shows up to another show in her life and she steals everybody's music (laughs) it's gonna be team lauren hill you just gotta deal with it see she's gonna be out here like all lives matter i'm gonna be like they do matter that's a great point i never heard nobody make that point the way that queen miss hill made it so that's number one number two she paid the niggas five million dollars in the lawsuit i consider it settled they consider it settled i don't understand what the problem is they got their money i mean that's the whole point of the suing you got five million dollars now shut the fuck up jesus (laughs) she named them newark okay it's not like nobody knew other people worked on that album they just when it blew up they just wanted all the credit okay that's all but they still ain't made another lauren hill since then why haven't those four people combined to get i don't know tiana taylor and be like you the new lauren hill you go out here and sing and rap and make this motherfucking money and we'll call we'll we'll call you the fuck lauren hill we make another one why can't they do that make another me while people can change it's unreasonable to expect a person to give someone with a known pattern a clean slate when dealing with them if miss hill's pattern is to treat musicians poorly and she's already starting to show those signs on a gig you're doing as a favor for a friend seriously robert glasser is our generation's quincy jones even when he was okay now you're on this dick listen um then don't take the gig like how you gonna act surprised i don't like her and i think she's shady well then don't take the gig ain't nobody force you to fucking take the gig quit go home you got your money then play i don't understand like you you knew this you're a professional yes they would that's the job that's the job you knew you were a professional musician before you took this shit i don't like her i heard she treat people bad no i do not want to work for lauren hill you talk about she replacing bands all the time well let her replace your ass i don't understand what the problem is god damn it robert glasper and you and your stands what's the name of y'all hive the glass hive hmm i don't think y'all even is that an animal the glass hoppers that's what y'all could be called the glass hoppers y'all hopping in my mentions behind this no name no talent son of a gun that came for the queen of the anthill never on my watch and i'm never giving up or taking any of this back um one may indeed have a chip on their shoulder and while there's a longer rant in my spirit about musicians not getting the recognition much like writers for tvs and movies not knowing what these musicians went on to do doesn't mean they haven't had their hands in other classics so i said make another lauren hill that don't mean you had your hand in something make another one matter of fact you go be lauren hill okay it's that easy it's so easy for instance robert glasser is a credited writer and played on four or five songs on to pimp a butterfly not to mention his 2012 grammy for best r&b album or the other three grammys oh like they gave adele over beyonce oh the grammys oh so good let me know when he wins a bt award 
or the emmy he definitely should have taking him this uh miss hill to miss hill first though but maybe he was too busy touring with august green well she's busy too but you know what she does if she's busy she goes home and she rests and she gets her chakras right so she's not all up in the media talking bad about people she got sued by those greedy musicians and did she ever take the time out to say a crossword about them nope she said let me get my chakras right for myself not for y'all <laughs> uh a passion project august green of passion project for common for fun and not out of obligation to the irs i don't know what this, i don't know what this means uh at any rate oh because she had to pay taxes yeah but what they got to do what they got yeah, to do that, with the that, price of tea in china that, we all got to pay taxes so right. people can't make mistakes hmm the white man that's the time that you back the irs when the white man come from a black woman money now you all about you team irs you gonna get you a team irs t-shirt nigga god damn boy i'll tell you black men are the white people of black people when it comes to lauren hill really dark knight says dear rod and karen i love this episode then again i love every episode you made the case that some found with their blackness uh when trayvon martin was murdered i saw the change in myself and others when barack obama started running for president and then once he got elected yes that was another big touchstone moment mm-hmm. a lot a lot of white people that people thought were cool when they seen uh black people gravitating towards barack obama in the primaries they lost their shit hillary clinton being one of them by the way mm-hmm. um so it was i remember those times where a lot Man, of that's how she lost too yeah a lot of allies and shit well she was i mean she lost because she was gonna lose if you know what i'm saying like correct she lost her shit because she never imagined this dark horse not not, not no shade but but, no but I'm, I'm with you coming but, out of nowhere yeah, right she never uh, she didn't prepare it. for that right none of us saw it though Mm-mm. like we all when we first heard of barack obama the vast majority was like i mean Ooh. that's that's cool that he would like to run and uh doesn't he sound like his name is osama and um is that nigga from here is that okay cool uh well good luck to him never really heard of him other than uh he gave one speech at the dnc in 2012 or what i mean 2000 uh was it six anyway what before he got elected he gave one speech at the dnc and people was like yeah he's, he's, he's all right i guess and then boom it's just like celebrity culture it's just like wildfire social media everything and there was a lot of white people that wasn't down with that shit because this was supposed mm-hmm. to be hillary clinton's coronation you know um it was different than bernie sanders because with bernie he wasn't really beating her everywhere she was losing to barack obama in some of these primaries yes she was and it was piling up to the point where she actually lost um so you know people were very uh i think she was kind of bitter and upset and sidetracked Mm -hmm. and a lot of her supporters that are white were too which activated a lot of black people because all of a sudden we found ourselves going but we supposed to be on the same side and it seemed like this guy oppose all the ideals you're talking about and he didn't even vote for the um iraq war and all this shit you know and people like yeah fuck that uh i don't want his black ass president anyway um uh especially once whack ass sarah palin uh oh wait i'm sorry when he got and then once he got real once he got elected especially once whack ass sarah palin came along with her bullshit did i get a sense of how white people started wilding the fuck out sorry white ladies but i saw a whole lot of y'all getting your party on with sarah came to town one president once president obama got elected white folks really lost their fucking minds trayvon was just the most stark example of how the laws are once again stacked against black children 
yeah that sarah palin shit is wild because um i don't remember out well this week i watched a whole week of this white woman have a fucking meltdown her name's like amy siskind or something and she was just attacking amani gandy and uh, this other black woman who i don't know i know her first name's diane but i don't know her like that mm-hmm. oh because they brought up that this amy siskin woman used to be like um a supporter of sarah palin she wanted to primary barack obama she like she was kind of anti-obama pro palin and all this other shit stating fact and now she's the one of the leading voices of the quote-unquote resistance and they were like how the fuck did you get from there to here we would like you to explain and she lost her fucking mind like she versus having an explanation and explaining she did everything a fragile white person does in those situations start Mm. blocking people don't want to be held accountable attacked them she lied she said she lied about what they said about her then she lied on them uh implying they were like russian agents and shit now because of the way social media works when they're when you're a very political person and especially if you're white you get a ton of followers so she has like you know 100 over a hundred thousand followers i believe and she's like sicking them on these two black women now keep in mind this is all under the auspices of you know these black women are being divisive by bringing up i used to support republicans and some some of the worst ones and i used to be against um you know uh obama in favor of republicans winning but at some but but you bringing it up is more divisive than me switching sides and not having to like do that you know and i think um not having to vet myself and i think because of social media people don't have to vet themselves as much anymore um and it's not just white people that do this there's a lot there were a lot of black people that kind of did this after trayvon and shit Mm -hmm. where it was like i really wasn't all that woke or all that vocal or all that even like experience uh what's the best word um or even like in my cultural experience necessarily the blackest person but now i am so triggered by just being awakened to the white racism around me that i don't want to just like say fuck them i also want to take it to the next level of i want to speak for black people i want to lead charges and be an activist and all this stuff nothing's wrong with that it happens Mm -hmm. but you know those voices and and that activation sometimes it's fleeting sometimes you can't handle it the critique that comes with that sometimes you're over um overcompensating and attacking people and you know when you get checked on shit it is i'm always right you're always wrong because deep down there was always a sense of altruism there like i'm doing this favor for y'all deep down in my bones this i'm doing what i feel is best for y'all y'all should be thanking me which is a very white way to approach it come on that's kind of how um i think a lot of the activism shit kind of came across the folks that's how a lot of the um um i mean shit people still attacking like sean king and shit kind of on that same vein um but you know all these activists get attacked for that and then um even with um with white liberal people that did that like you see how it turns into i'm a good white person and you know just because i don't feel like i owe it to you black people to explain why i supported some racist shit um now i'm gonna take my ball and go home i was doing you a favor 
right you guys are welcome yeah they do a lot of that bullshit then wonder why people get mad it's like bitch we didn't ask for your goddamn charity you could have stayed where you were right so i do think a lot of this does stem back to obama and then trayvon and all that stuff just escalated it i also think uh would also think that twitter has blown up during this time and all of these stories that we've all heard for years really were put out in a way that they never would have been before twitter can be a fucked up place but there's no tool like it for getting this kind of information also this was black people showing how they really feel with other black folks so this is how they find their blackness white folks get to hear our thoughts out loud and it makes some uncomfortable with how we feel around them when that we're just trying to survive that's true that's all true and social media has been a hub for people and you know everybody's lived experience is not the same like i said i'm trying my best to like understand grasp and love people despite that because if i just love the black people who were raised like me or come from shit then i then what's the fucking point like there has to be some room for the fact that like yeah you grew up a different way than me but i don't feel like you're a bad person Mm -hmm. and even when we disagree it's coming from a good place and that's okay too correct you know i I don't want to live this life where i'm dominating everybody in my circle like you get down to lay down like i'm not a tyrant and that's just not realistic you know i don't want a fucking bunch of puppets and followers and shit you know anyway also the anthill can have all the seats robert what is wrong with y'all other than the anthill i need puppets and followers in the anthills the rest of y'all everything else i could disagree with also the anthill can have all the seats robert glassford plays my favorite songs missy elliott has always been everything azalea banks is not stable elon musk either cardi b is all in Nikki's head and sam smith needs to keep his thoughts to himself and i could write a whole ass post about dl Hughley, but we'll save it because y'all said plenty sorry for the long post love y'all thanks really dark night mm-hmm. i'm a little hurt that you uh that you said the anthill can have all the seats though i just don't get why what is wrong with black people that y'all hate lauren hill this much you know i didn't know we had this many coons and sellouts listening to the show to be honest i'm I'm a bit ashamed of the show i might need to take a break to get my chakras aligned for a few weeks oh lord to teach people a lesson um the poll is why was robert glasper so mad at lauren hill um he hates black women uh he is jealous that she's so paid or he just wants attention uh 23 percent of y'all said he hates black women i think that yeah i can see that 23 percent of y'all also said he is jealous that she's so paid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and lastly 54 percent he just wants attention and that's what i think it really came down to he was just trying to siphon off attention uh for a legend who was out here touring and you know ain't nobody trying to come to this little tour miss anderson said he need to stop hating i just saw her at a concert a few weeks ago she wasn't late the songs are jamming and not all rearranged and crazy like people been reporting i'm starting to think these people been lying on her Mm-hmm. thank you i trust miss anderson okay first of all she spelled her name with two z's okay so i know that she came through with the realness number two uh she listened to the show and reported the real but y'all gonna tune that out and listen to all the people on twitter that's lying on the woman okay i see i guess people believe what they want to believe young is says y'all put on a great show every show this is why i keep coming back this is why my girl Gigi got me the greatest gift ever with a year premium and tickets to the live show hey shout out to Gigi. Gigi, a real one see you at the live show 
Barada Karen, you came through with an instant classic with this one. What is wrong with y'all? You niggas is crazy. LOL had me laughing uncontrollably at work. I fell out my chair, busted my stitches, and may have peed a little. Whoa, my God. Stitches, are you okay? I know. Uh, <laughs> we need to get somebody to check on you. Figuratively speaking, of course, no one was actually hurt while listening to this podcast. I really needed this one. Appreciate you too and the amazing work you do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I never know when we do episodes like this because, like, part of it is really funny, you know, and, you know, if people can understand sarcasm, then, then this should be really funny. And then part of it is, uh, <laughs> super serious when talking about Trayvon Martin and all this shit. Correct. And I don't even think we played Guest or Race this episode mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, we did. We did. No, wait. No, we didn't. I don't mm-hmm. think we did. So, mm-hmm. you know, some days I'm like, ah, was it too sad? Did it, was it too much? But, I like when y'all write in and go, I like this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, we had episode brunch and blur, black brunch and blurts, uh, which had six comments, some, a couple long ones. Koki Negra says, uh, Koki Negra says 124, um, wait, Koki Negra 124 says, this blurred discussion really got me. As you know, I'm the prototype nerd and been a nerd longer than most of your listeners, but I'm with Karen on this. And I grew up in a town that even now is 77% white and less than 20% Latino. Mm. Still never felt there was a, that the need to be a blur, which I do tend to associate with the I'm so special black and a nerd and no black girls like me type of folks. Sorry, it's mostly dudes I hear claiming blur and a bunch of sadder sacks I have never seen uh yeah i you know that was one thing i forgot and didn't really come up in our conversation but it's very valid with the point you're making um the gendered part of blur mm-hmm. which uh obviously you know um i'm not 100 percent sure it's the term but just the toxic masculinity of black men in the nerd sphere that we carry with us whether it's nerd shit sports shit games like you pick the thing if you got black men involved in it a, a cishet black men a lot of times they carry baggage over and i can see how that would uh make uh how that would come across differently for a woman than it would come across for like me even though i can relate to the idea of the special black thing that i, I hate like I, I really do hate the whole special black shit and uh i've seen that in blurred culture but i but the more black people i've met especially via social media the the more i realize that that's not necessarily um the main thing about people that call themselves blurs you know it just took me meeting more people i i said to karen several times in that episode i i started where you are and i don't you know i'm not like i started where karen is and i'm fighting every day to stop to not go back to just being like you niggas think da 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 because i know nobody listens when you start talking like that Mm -mm. and there's a lot of people that get hit with the crossfire because they're like i call myself a blur i love your show i listen to you i don't fuck with that toxic masculinity uh misogynistic bullshit in the community and i'm still proud to be black and a nerd and i don't want to just come off like well fuck you too you know um or you know call yourself something else because i don't find the term necessarily to be uh off-putting even though i didn't grow up with it at all correct and i and also is one of the things when when it comes to and we kind of talked about this nerd and nerd culture i think that a lot of not all but a lot of uh black men uh actually they just want to be white men in the nerd culture 
that's all that that's their whole game and their whole aim and the reason why is because you basically a lot of those dudes basically excuse me imitate the same thing those white dudes anything they complained about these niggas complained about too excluding women no lgbtq anytime a woman pop up you have to question her to be sure that she's fucking certified versus a dude cannot know shit about shit but you just will welcome him into the fold because he has a penis and that becomes a problem too and those people quote unquote also call themselves blurreds and you know it's one of those things where you get like a uh, a blurry line in that so you know but to an extent i understand there are more people that are blurs that are like i'm not about that i go to the to the uh conferences and i'll go out to the conventions and i have a ball and i don't run away from my blackness and i don't hide my blackness and i want these white folks to know that i'm here but i'm not no white nerd you know uh i understand the culture and I can get into some of the same shit that y'all are into, but um, overall, I'm not. I'm black first and a nerd second. Like, then that's that, that's kind of what they want them to know. I'm not just a regular nerd. I'm also a a, a black nerd, and I want my blackness to outshine my nerdum. Yeah, because like I think it's like it's one thing to introduce yourself as a blurred to other black people, and you know, as a way to say I'm different than you like that obviously has a completely different connotation and Correct. that that would be the one that we as black people run into more because we're black but if like it was a room full of white people and a guy said he was a blur i wouldn't feel like well clearly this dude thinks he hates like he hates other black people i'd be like well maybe he feels like i don't want y'all white people to act like i'm not black you right. know I, I don't like i like i said i didn't grow up like that but i'm just right trying to have some consideration rather than just dismissing the idea of all blurred people being like anti-black and throwing them away um because i feel like that's equally that is that is fucked up to me to do that to people correct um to other black people and on an individual basis or whatever you know there are i have met blurs exactly like what she's talking about though so it's not Mm -hmm. like she's making up some phenomena i've never experienced Mm -hmm. like i've experienced it but i've also experienced the opposite and those both of those people will call themselves blurs correct you know anyway she said i think there's a third way that neither you discusses and that is intersectionality i'm african-american i'm a scientist i'm a woman i'm pennsylvanian i'm a singer i'm a bibliophile and i'm a foodie but trying to draw a whole new category for these identities reminds me of tiger woods cabalan asian identity hashtag af sing book a foodie i think not uh but really a really good nuanced conversation guys enjoyed all y'all yeah um but see to me that would be like how if you you know you being a black woman and a scientist if you specifically wanted to put out a bat signal to other black women scientists in your um you know in your uh vein of work uh because maybe you know depending on what the numbers look like where you're at or whatever and you specifically know that culturally and just professionally there's some things that you experience that white people will never be able to relate to and y'all called yourselves blindest or whatever fuck like if y'all wanted to do that i i don't want to just hear the term and be like nah fuck them they like correct that's how i feel about the blur shit it's not about saying like these are just good people and none of them ever do anything wrong nah i've experienced some of the negative stuff y'all talk about myself which is why i started on some like oh fuck them all that was where i originally started 
and and then i've met more people and was like okay i can't really say fuck them all because i know too many people that claim it and they not on that bullshit Correct. so i i've never got that vibe off of them they never said anything shady to me about it so mm-hmm. so i'm gonna broaden my uh, horizons with the term right so there would be some people that would hear you say you know we're um black woman scientists uh blindest and um and get mad and be like they think they better than other black people or whatever and white people would get mad at you because they'd be like why are you trying to bring up race and Mm -hmm. i just see scientists when i walk in the room and all this shit but i would fight the reflex to just be mad and be like okay well what made y'all start this why do y'all call yourselves that correct how do y'all feel about other black people and then we'll get to if i'm fuck with y'all or not you know right um but uh nah but but you brought you bring in two great points that uh especially the gendered part i really uh just completely didn't even think about that in our discussion and that's that's probably the biggest um yeah because men are dicks in this right like across the board men cis hat straight men come in and they just think they fucking run everything and every video game needs to cater towards them and anything that comes out you need ass and titty shots and anything that comes out you know you need to have shit and anytime you have anything that brings women lgbtq anything other than cis head straight white men black men and white men lose their motherfucking mind the only time black men get upset is when a character uh that they thought should have been black turns white and then all of a sudden they want to fight with that group but other than that y'all niggas agree on everything yeah well what's interesting though is um i feel like the ownership and the title and the entitlement to nerd as a term is has historically been like men are seen as this meanwhile obviously women gain more than men women, mm-hmm. like in all the measurable ways like women go to school longer and they they excel at a higher level all this shit but um yes men feel entitled to the term nerd as if it's just us a bunch of us dudes that um have de- de- decided to define ourselves by the hobbies we have and the fact that we cannot have sex with women you know in a lot of these cases and um that has been interesting because um women have kind of claimed and and like basically not even claimed but like staked their space like this is our space too what the fuck yeah and And, and forced their way into their space and you know just like any place where you're dealing with privileged people they fucking panic because you quote unquote you're not giving up shit but in your mind the diversity is you fucking giving up shit because all lord have mercy and all of a sudden i got to deal with women gamers because there are some women that actually know and can play video games better than some men but if you talk about like the tournaments and all that stuff a lot of times there's nothing but men in it and nobody ever asks fucking why why are there nothing but men on these espn tournaments and all this stuff anybody ever asks why is it because y'all never recruit for these women is it because y'all never go after these women is because y'all think women are inferior nobody ever talks about that but if there's money to be made women out there need to make some of this money too diverse people lgbtq need to make some of this money too because gaming is actually where a lot of money is being channeled into these fields and it's not trickling quote-unquote trickling down to these others but i think as time goes on and something that 
men don't want to hear what's going to happen when you have the quote-unquote first big time woman video gamer like you know when you say her name uh, everybody they, knows who she is do they not have one yet I'm, I'm pretty sure they do like i said i'm i'm not in those yeah. fields like that but because i'm not in the live gaming field like that either um to say for sure and like i didn't watch evo when it came on tv so i i literally don't know uh how the representation is necessarily um within that community you know um so i do wonder yeah and like it, I, there may be a woman yeah about to say and if i'm there wrong be, y'all y'all let me know but i'm on the outside looking in and like when i hear people talk about these things i don't ever hear women's name i'm just saying for me i don't ever hear women's names yeah yeah the, the other thing is like with black shit you probably got to seek out some women that are talking about this stuff i follow some women Correct. that are twitch gamers and stuff online uh on my on my twitter and i'll see them talking about certain topics you know i don't necessarily know everything they're talking about but you know i kind of get to see like what the hurdles are what the uh goal what the milestones are they're accomplishing and stuff like that so um but yeah people think game is a meritocracy and it's not correct obviously but uh anyway coke made some great points man both Mm -hmm. of those are great points um but i I really for just you know i i really forgot about the fact that a lot of a lot of people see blurred as man and once you look at it as that then it's gonna be fucked up because men are fucked up and we're gonna bring all our baggage to the term and be like what are you what are you doing coming to our clubhouse this is the we hate women club and yeah absolutely that's fucked up um and also the other thing i would acknowledge too uh a lot of people that are blurs that do grow up around white people that are like i'm a blurred but i'm a nerd but i am black don't forget that a lot of them let that get toxic culture of whiteness change them and not the other way around correct so a lot of times people aren't taking a stand and being like no nah, i'm not with the shit don't you know like you're we're gonna have to be more than just uh gaming buddies where you're like running around calling me the n-word on call of duty or you're being misogynistic or homophobic and I'm, I'm supposed to be cool with that as long as you don't call me a nigger um there's a lot of people that socialize to fit in and then they don't challenge those spaces and then they try to <clears throat> group up on the internet as if they speak for black people and it's like no you don't so yeah i can i can understand all that yeah anyway uh Deezen 91 says actually movie trash would be a perfect for groups of people who want to talk through the whole movie i can't see <laughs> i can see my friends and i who host a mystery science theater th- 3000 every month and would love this we would have a ball saying man yeah i i realized after we finished the show that movie trash is basically the dollar theater so like does the dollar theater still exist i don't it, they do i know but the closest one to us uh i don't know anyone is like down towards rock hill okay manuel lowry says i cried bef- during here comes the boom his entrance for his ufc fight always gets me um i do not know what that comment refers to do you Mm-mm. i'm sorry i'm sorry we must have talked about a lot of stuff i don't remember this uh ev says did we was that jamaica did we talk about something jamaican or something like that i don't remember i'm sorry I'm, baby. I'm sorry boo i'm sorry uh this is uh this is embarrassing i don't remember what we talked about yeah we uh, talked about so much shit sweetie yeah, I'm looking to see if I can find something. I, I don't know. All right. Um, EVE says, I never even heard the term blurred until a few years ago. I always just called myself just plain old nerd. 
but i can see the validity in the term i watched a youtuber named andre who calls himself the black nerd in one of his videos he explains why he said that in media black people are usually shown the stereotypical tropes but he wanted to put black in front of his nerd to let people know that black people can be anything we can be anything including nerds and not someone else's preconceived notions of us it made sense to me but i so i've never associated that term negatively but i can understand how it can be triggering to some people if they believe someone is trying to, to other themselves yeah i think somebody compared it to like social no karen wasn't you that compared to socialists on twitter or no mm-hmm. yeah karen compared it to socialists on twitter that day and like it's the same thing i had the same hurdle and i still came back to this point where i'm like i don't have a problem with socialists i have a problem with people on twitter that don't know how to talk to folks but right that's kind of their way of life for some folks and they just think that that's smart and i don't think it's smart i think it's stupid and i think it most people are not like me and they're not going to revisit that conversation they're going to go fuck socialists fuck black socialists and they're rude ass piece of shit that blah 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 and they call me neoliberal and capitalist and shit and i'm just a nigga trying to make a living making it to the next day i don't have nothing to do with that shit blah 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 and so you end up turning off a lot of people that you claim you know depending on what your real motives are which is counterproductive to to the point yeah you claim to be trying to spread the word but you you're spreading the word is mostly dragging people on social media it's not you know that's not necessarily spreading the word because it does it's not necessarily effective you know when people write books and they want to spread the word about something they're into they don't write with the tone that people tweet folks with Mm-mm. there's a reason for that there's a there's a time-honored tradition of passing knowledge and changing minds and educating folks teachers don't talk to people like that like somehow we get on social media and people just lose all common sense of like what the fuck communication is about uh because it's really more about communicating for retweets the dopamine fix of fighting people and dragging people and shit and it's less and less about the actual content of what you want to convey and i think that shit overtakes a lot of these discussions you know Mm -hmm. so um i can definitely see how someone who got introduced to the term blurred by somebody calling themselves a blurred and telling you how ain't shit you are you'll be like man fuck them forever i don't got time for this you know Mm -mm. like oh uh you wrote an art you're a blurred you got a website and your article is i like anime and these other niggas don't like okay well fuck you then right i get it i totally get that uh three snaps and a twirl wrote uh oh this is a long comment with no spacing all right let's see what we can do i really love this blurred and feminist discussion this episode i didn't hear the word blurred until i was in college and it was only used by a specific group of D playing niggas that side eye all the other black people the word doesn't really bother me and i never really had any negative connotations with it i grew up in a rural area my high school had 650 students and only 12 black and two latinx kids shit i was used yeah see those are the people i work like we said like 70 percent white uh 20 less than 20 percent mexican and i'm like so you still have some black people there you know what i mean that's some black people that grow up where it's like them you know <laughs> like it's us. the only family in town like i wonder what ha- what does the term blur mean for a person like that that's like i socialize with white nerds but help by going online claiming this title of blurred i was able to find other black people i wonder what it means to them you know not you know i don't want to speak for them because i don't know maybe they really are like i use turn because i hate other black people i don't know but for most of them i doubt that yeah 
i was usually the only black kid in my classes and that was absolutely true once i started taking ap and advanced classes all of the black people of course knew each other and we ended up on sports teams together or in clubs together but there was some poking fun at me for being too white and i would joke with them that they were too ghetto or too ratchet and there was a lot of camaraderie there but the white people like to exceptionalize me that's yo that Mm -hmm. has been my experience as well it is me and my like i mean i was never really called too white not in any serious level but Mm -mm. me and my friends could make jokes like that because we were black we was from a black neighborhood riding a black bus all going to the same black ass place back and forth to school and then i get to school i'm in these ap advanced classes and shit it was always white people trying to like intimate that i was special Mm-hmm. it was never that's other, how they get people yeah like other black the what only time that other black kids would really single me out on some like you think you special or you are special it would be some positive shit like man you can't smoke weed with us you supposed to be trying to be like go to college and shit what you doing do something with your life beat it right like we about to smoke cigarettes on the corner go can't like go ride go your study. bike study you know like that was the only time i really felt like you know somebody thought that i that i was quote unquote better than and even then i mean it, I, i'm sure if i would have pressed the the issue i would have been smoking them cigarettes but you know i was like i got asthma y'all right bye you know <laughs> anyway uh they were constantly talking about how i was so different and all the from all the other black people or they would say some racist shit about black people and follow it up with oh but not you you're not like them they would ask me questions about what black people thought about this or that and that would piss shit would piss me off oh uh, yeah i can't imagine but then some of those questions are from your friends then it's easier to swallow that irritation and just play along yeah when i had white friends that would happen too like sometimes they would be like well what about this and i'd be like no not just no but this is how black people feel about this so don't do it and i'm i'm calling it out as a friend you know because they were my friends and i'm not i'm trying to help them in that situation where like yo if you say this stupid shit you're gonna get fucked up somewhere i'm not like other these other black people that uh i don't even know how they have the wherewithal to be able to do this but they some white person says or does some wildly offensive shit around them and they're just like oh that's trevor and move on i can't mm-hmm. i can't do it yeah but i've seen it before yeah i don't have it in me mm-hmm. i can't do it if you do some wild shit around me i will fucking tell you and you better stop it or we won't be friends like correct i'm not gonna kill you or punch you i'm not violent but i don't have to be around for this shit uh this happened throughout my four years i got used to it and it was fine until the joke started turning on to me the whitest black person that they knew mm. they were regularly especially in my ap class especially people that i have known had known since we were in kindergarten would say you're basically white you're so different from everyone else they really thought that shit was a compliment that's the they nice- do mm-hmm. that's the nicest thing you could say to me was that i was white this this went on for quite a while yeah let me stop real, real right quick real here to let me stop real quick right here too um so that thing of whiteness as a compliment not every black person is able to grasp that it's not Mm-mm. and there are some black people that walk around like like yes i i'm such a white black person i i'm so special and they talk about it you know there's that's comedians how they rope them in Hmm. i said i said that's a technique to rope people in yeah and if you truly believe like you are actually believing and supporting white supremacy when mm-hmm. you when you start walking around like i'm superior because i'm the closer i am to white and for the record it's not just uh nerd shit um and um this 
i don't know how to i want to say this with kindness and i'm not 100 sure how to say it but i've seen black people say stuff like i talk white that don't talk white i've seen black people call themselves like light-skinned but because you know they're attractive but they're not really light-skinned like it's some trick in our minds of like i to compliment myself i'm pushing myself closer to whiteness even though i'm not really this way you know there's black people that like almost every black person i know will tell you at some point they were accused of talking white and they Mm -hmm. all talk different correct and not and i'm not saying they weren't accused but like they shouldn't hold on to that shit because you should at least in my mind i immediately put it out my head like i don't talk white that's ridiculous all right then you know yeah i've been accused of that too right karen talking white y'all listen to karen talk every fucking day of this show i know none of y'all black ass has been listening to this show going is rod on there with a white woman ever no so so my point is if you stick with it or call it a badge of honor or this denotes me from these other black people that that says more about you than it says about because i think every black person gets told that at some point Mm -hmm. especially if you quote unquote talk proper around them and they don't know the other side because every most people code switch well also just white people think it's a compliment they like you they want to say you're almost white it's like you're a white person it's like you're one of the family you know like until you're not no more right but they also just have not thought about it being offensive correct you know what i'm saying like they just they think it's a compliment it's it's the most innocuous thing they can say it's like when guys say to women all the time uh you're like one of the guys and how many women are like yeah i'm like a girl guys girl you know i watch sports i do this and it's like mm, they're they're kind of shitting on women like they might like you might feel like they're complimenting you but they're kind of also going no woman could be cool but you're cool so i'll make an exception to say you're a guy's gal you're 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 one of the good ones and it's like "Mm, this guy might have some issues around women come on you know so it's it's kind of that thing where um but yeah i know i've seen that phenomenon before where someone will tell you like yeah i I, you know i know i have a white talking voice and i'm like no the fuck you don't Mm. Mm -hmm. who the fuck told you that you know well you know as a light-skinned woman i'm like you know how light-skinned mm-hmm. baby when you we pull out this paper bag to, i mean i don't want to brown baby yeah i'm not trying to take nothing away from you but you're just a regular brown nigga you look good you are very beautiful you know but you don't have to be light-skinned to be beautiful you know come on anyway total aside uh it eventually escalated to my entire ap english class having this discussion on how i should just paint my skin white because i was so smart and so not black wow my entire class had this discussion the teacher was just sitting there watching it happen eventually after i kept trying to passively get everyone to move on the teacher finally listened and got us back to reading but that shit was completely fucked up this bitch in the class took it a step further and a few days later she came into the class and pulled out paint swatches and handed them to me she literally stopped at lowe's on her way to school and grabbed a shit ton of fucking white paint samples to give to me to keep the joke going i was furious and just looked at her like what the fuck she was laughing and didn't seem to care about my anger until someone else in the class agreed with me and told her that it wasn't funny and then the rest of the class followed suit because this one white person finally stood up for me people are sheep like that like so in some ways it gives me hope about the world that people are sheep like that and in some ways it's it's honestly the worst thing about humanity you know like you just need one person to speak up and then everybody good or bad goes yeah yeah you know what yeah yeah that's that's ridiculous buddy like <laughs> y'all niggas was sitting here clowning and laughing yesterday one person goes uh guys uh jerry saying it's fucked up and i gotta agree with him it is fucked up what y'all doing to him 
oh you know what never thought about it that way shame on you susan for getting the paint swatches to the jokes that we made yesterday (sighs) uh everybody looked at her like she was fucked up and that she had crossed the line one of my friends got up and grabbed the paint swatches from me tossed them in the trash she looked so confused as to how she was in the wrong she just knew that everyone would laugh with her and honestly i thought everyone would too i was surprised that anyone had my back with this but the truth is they knew that they uh had to protect their special black friend and as soon as i right yep because as soon as you see through the bullshit mm-hmm. and as soon as i stopped being able to be cool while telling them to shut up and fuck off or laugh it off they stepped in i only wish that who i am now was back in that situation because i would never have let that go on for as long as it did i would happily be the angry black woman that with only a few friends rather than the special black person that all the white people just love to call their friend right because that's the thing when when you're young and like you said these are your peers because they pull you out and they separate you from everybody else to put you in these ap classes that's strategically done and it's a lot of niggas that actually if the scenarios and situations were better or, or or if the test um wouldn't structured a certain way it's a lot more niggas that actually should be in these higher level classes but a lot of times a lot of brown children aren't even considered aren't even talked about aren't even thought about being pushed up into these higher level courses it's on purpose too so the few niggas that actually excel whether you can't ignore them i'm putting these classes it's almost like a separate and divide well it's also just you want to denote whiteness is good so right. if you're good at school then guess what you're getting closer to whiteness it's like you're one of the good ones you're almost white you know such a it's such a fucked up cycle right and it's one of the things too to where like you say it was that complicity and it was like you say you get around people that your friends you don't want to upset them you don't want to make them mad mm-hmm. you don't want to be the angry black person and when you're growing up and you're young some and it's just a growth process there are things that you just don't know like like a lot of times when you're young like that you don't know that you got rights to stand up like you don't know that you know at the end at the end or in the middle of this you know who knows how it would have been handled but you you know go to the principal like hey this teacher is letting this bullshit happen and i'm not here for it you know like Mm -hmm. the teacher should have been held accountable for letting it linger that long without stepping in yeah i mean we all have shit like that where it's like i could go back now right um all right then we had um really dark night says mattress mac had to watch the city of houston give joel osteen that award and said to himself ain't that a bitch right if you're black and walk into a dentist you like slavery peace <laughs> right hate to blame the hate to blame the victim but i mean come on guys this is a that one's pretty open and shut case come on um and then we had the poll which was have you ever cried during a pixar movie yes no or i've never seen one zero percent of y'all have never seen one which uh that that's good to know um 74 percent of y'all have cried during a pixar movie i haven't you never cried during a pixar movie Mm -mm. okay but there's some i will admit i don't know of some i have not watched like have you ever cried during a movie that's a good question right so you don't you're just not in touch with your feelings you don't understand it is not um, that it's okay it's fine not you look you're ice queen and you i'm i claim i'm not ice cold no i am not you don't cry during movies i mean that's i am a lot about not you. ice cold and i know you avoid uh trying to cry at all consequences you won't watch this is us because you heard that there's a chance you might shed a tear 
so you avoid the greatest show on tv so i mean i think it kind of speaks for itself your track record says a lot about you i am not ice cold i promise y'all i do have feelings and emotions what movie you cried during i don't remember right <laughs> um the poll so 74 percent have cried during a pixar movie and 26 percent are uh have not yeah like i said it's up pixar i've never seen up like i said there's some stuff i haven't seen so Mm-mm. like what would be the difference between those and the ones you have seen you watch coco and didn't cry so mm-hmm. you just a heartless person and it's fine <laughs> i am not it's fine uh mike in london says yes during inside out raven says i fi- i finally watched coco last weekend on netflix and i wept beautiful movie very touching yeah i know i cried during moana uh, which i don't know if that's pixar or not but that one got me we went to go see that one later didn't we nope i saw it at home on netflix by myself oh was something else i went to go see okay yeah i seen that i seen moana i don't know if i watched it with you or not i might have watched it when you was watching it again i don't know uh tiffany says hey y'all being a listener out of h-town just want to let you know that trade the truth and mattress mac were honored by the city earlier this year not sure why they are talking about that inspirational speaker in the news now shaking my head trade the truth was trade day. that's taking place for at least 10 years that provides a ton of services for uh community for the community including the back to school supplies hiv testing and there's even a free concert wow mm. And when people talk about help the community, that's the shit they're talking about right there. This year, there's a great turnout within the community, along with celebrities and community leaders. I don't think Mattress Max has stopped being honored, LOL, with all that he's still doing for families out here. Earlier this summer, he announced plans to use a surplus space in bigger stores into the community centers. Teaching job skills. Mm hmm teaching job skills and forming partnerships with a couple community colleges the houston area urban league and u of h just thought i'd share that info with you and with y'all to let you know that we most definitely care about the real heroes who don't wear caves take care and god bless that's that's what's up tiffany right you know you want to go to go go to osteen like why are you doing this yeah his shit just feels political because it was right I don't, yeah anyway eve says i've cried during every single pixar film because they tug at the heartstrings especially up that movie tore me up i cried during that short book before the incredibles 2 with the asian mother and the pork bun anyone who says they haven't cried during the pixar is either a liar or a trump supporter or the feds oh lord <laughs> so i don't know which one karen is i don't know either but she either lying or something mm-mm um all right last thing emails all right kiana wrote in three different emails let me get to these she says bridezillas are draining i used to do wedding decorating and unfortunately the whole you can't be in my wedding if you're pregnant is a thing a lot of babies don't a lot of brides don't want to share the attention even with the groom the story about the girl getting kicked out of the wedding after getting pregnant was so real especially after all the nastiness about her pregnancy and then her miscarrying old girl was maddie's best friend but maddie was never hers love y'all mm-hmm. next one let's see here uh my bridesmaid story okay kiana got her own one i'm listening to episode 1736 again and realized i have a wedding story i used to work at a retail store when i was in my teens and 20s and became really good friends with one of my co-workers we were so close that he called me his little sister i knew all his family and he knew mine he is actually the person who introduced me to my boyfriend anyway 
he was living with a woman when he ran to her old girlfriend him and her old girlfriend started dating and after some years of drama they decided to get married i no longer work for the company but we were still friends so they called me together to give me the news and asked me if i would be a bridesmaid since i was his little sister about a month later the bride and i started meeting to go over wedding details and although i was super financially strapped because i had lost my job i was i went dress shopping with her and brought my dress she scheduled a bridal party meeting about 10 months before the wedding which i was unable to attend because my uncle had suffered a stroke and my mother was his medical power of attorney i was running her to the hospital almost every day uh i let my homeboy know and kept pushing i didn't hear anything back but i figured someone would call me for the next meeting i ended up running someone in the bridal party a couple months later and he briefed me on the meeting and we started talking about the outfits he told me how uh pretty the yellow dresses were but my dress was cranberry i asked if he was sure about the color and he confirmed i called my friend to ask him what was going on he told me his fiance didn't want me in the wedding anymore but didn't tell me why he said he had told her that she needed to be the one to tell me but no one ever called to deliver the news wow i called his mom to ask if she knew what was up and mama told me it was because the fiance thought i was having a sexual relationship with him which just no that's that's where men and women can't be friends strikes again right men and women can't be friends or they fucking like okay so now i can't be in the wedding because and you should have told me this stuff don't fucking waste my time you had a problem from the very beginning also like um if i'm fucking your man how me not being in the wedding gonna change anything i mean as if that was even true right like if i was fucking your man and your thing was like i don't want her to be in the wedding because i think y'all have a sexual relationship okay well I'm, i mean you didn't say stop fucking her just she can't be in the wedding right the crazy thing was she was cheating on my friend wow so i guess she figured he was doing the same thing cheaters do that cheaters always be suspicious as fuck dog they can't help it they're like if i can cheat on somebody so easily how is it not happening to me uh after the relationship with my homie was strained because she didn't want us to be friends right or talk anymore they since divorced i saw him at costco last summer we exchanged numbers out of a sense of trying to clear the air but we'll never really be friends again well, correct dog i lost my one of my best friends from high school behind some bullshit like this mm-hmm. like her man just not was not comfortable with the fact that me and her were just really fucking good friends like y'all have been friends forever and yeah. i actually really do miss her yeah it's nothing sexual there's nothing mm-hmm. weird about it like uh you know i'm like and there was no like boundaries crossed or anything on mm-hmm. my side like we were um uh i remember one time we went on a retreat and like you know they were doing this thing where it's like oh you can stay in any room you want to you can stay in your friend's room and i was like no i'm staying in my room uh she's like you don't want to sleep in my room I was like no nah. like it's like it's we're cool that's like that's it you know you're my friend it's not it's nothing weird like that Mm-mm. and it wasn't also like she was propositioning me it was just mm-hmm. like we was that close right um and uh plus i got drunk on mad dog i, I had no business i need to go lay down in my room in case i threw up no nah! so, um but then um i still remember it was weird because she was a very pretty girl i still remember um we were so tight everybody in our internship program would be like y'all fucking man so y'all how long y'all dating or something i'm like no No. uh right i met your girlfriend i mean you cheating on her or something like no nigga that what are you doing that's my friend but like my girlfriend knows about her right hey man so if i holler at her you ain't gonna be mad why the fuck would i be mad what what is what is happening right like like what is this if, if okay imagine she was a dude if you came over and said hey would you be mad if i hollered at justin real quick i wouldn't be like nigga now you know that's my motherfucking friend right 
you know i'm you know come on now you violating the game like i'll be like no nah, of course do what you need to do like but it was it was but it was that whole mentality of like men and women can't be friends and it eventually did erode our friendship down to where we were not able to be friends between mm-hmm. her uh boyfriend and between um other people like assuming shit ends up i lost a friendship behind that bullshit right it was a beautiful friendship like she right. met family and everything like yeah. y'all were really really close and i was kind of hurt to see this to see the relationship kind of go and their separate it was, ways it was wild because everybody assumed it and then it was just they would hang out with us a little bit and realize oh yeah, there's nothing there like that's like it wasn't on some like ew you disgusting like it wasn't like that it was just kind of like i don't know like how you just look at like a, a family member or something like why would y'all suggest that this is my friend that's fine is everybody okay now like but you're being friends with an attractive woman and you're not trying to fuck her i know it's the darndest thing it's crazy right like that's <laughs> fucking like, impossible to do it's, it's like everyone was just stopping me every five but that woman's attractive i'm like yeah she's yes okay yeah but i don't want her right, right. that like and then she don't want me so can we just can everybody calm down right anyway that was the worst man um and that happened years ago and i still think about that sometimes mm-hmm. i'm like damn that was a, what a whack way to lose a friendship right and it looked like that happened with this woman basically saying nah you know um and i do recognize that that's a thing in relationships like especially when you're starting out i like i'm not even really trying to necessarily judge on the idea of like your relationship is fucked up but she like i can see how two well-meaning people still arrive at this point where they're like hey i want to i don't know this nigga i do know you and i want blah 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 i can see how that happens especially when you're young right you say what like 20s or something i can see how that yeah. happens you get older you're like uh, the shit, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta be, deal with this right you gotta be more secure than this if you're gonna fuck with me at, at a certain age but, right um the fact that she was cheating seems like the part that's the worst to me right you end up ruining a friendship that would never like you say never be the same because you're like well you allowed this person to 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 kill our relationship and you didn't even have the courtesy to contact me just to confirm that she did well the extra level to me is this i bet he can never be friends with you again because he's embarrassed at how weak he was to let that shit happen in the first place right because that's just fucked up I, did they even pay for your dress anyway so i ended up losing someone i thought that was a really good friend and, and reliable friend and and the money for my dress damn so they didn't even pay you for it that's tacky as fuck mm-hmm. wow and he knew better because if he wasn't fucking you then he need to give like give you some money for your dress because that's fucked up right i i don't understand these people that's like my wife just crazy i'm sorry like how the fuck is that an excuse for what you did to me nigga like right fix your shit sorry you dated a crazy person but mm-mm, mm-mm, i want my money back robert can glass at these nuts said kiana she says firstly <laughs> when rod said niggas you can't work with them and you can't leave them at home i hollered secondly woo child there's so much i want to say but i will leave it at three things one i did a short stand as a songwriter and unknown artist often write songs for more famous artists as a way to get their foot in the door when that happens the artist can negotiate to get the credits or sell all the rights to the songs to take the payout it's fairly common practice so it doesn't sound like anybody stole anything from his homeboys they sold the rights to their songs a lot of niggas phase or not phase like r kelly work with folks who will let them take the songwriting credits low-key there's an insane amount of money to be made as songwriting producer mm-hmm. especially ghostwriting uh i think in this case them suing i wonder how much of that is because the fucking immeasurable amount of success that that fucking album had and then it's like ooh, uh 
I would have known some money. If I would have known this, I would have negotiated different. Right. If this shit would have flopped, I mean, we wouldn't be in court. But uh, 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 I see, I see. You said another record. Uh, Can Mm -hmm. we, can we, can we talk about this? Number two, if Lauren is such a trash ass, why did he repeatedly work with her or for her? I don't understand that. Like, dog, she trash, right? Then don't go. You know what I do when somebody I don't like asks me to do something? I say no. no. Can you imagine looking on TV and we on the Charlemagne show? Wouldn't y'all be like, these niggas? Wouldn't I y'all? would be like, these niggas. And then I'm sitting there and walking around talking about some, man, first of all, the way he treat people is fucked up, man. So I took the money. Uh, but listen, I was like, you done did several of my friends wrong. Like, y'all would be like, yo, Rod is kind of on some bullshit. Three we give such a broad cover for trash ass men when we label them a genius we never get at the women women are divas men are creative geniuses it's a huge double standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh number four and she ain't hurt nobody number four i know i said three but for reals robert can glass at these nuts love y'all i agree <laughs> yeah see that's the other thing too if it would have been quincy jones that treated him like that he would have never said that shit either peep game he was like, well, he deserved to treat me like that. He just don't respect Lauren Hill, and so she can't treat him bad in his mind. Um, lastly, seventeen thirty-seven. Uh, Robert Glassman and Straws by Allegra. She says, "Hello, Rod and Karen." Episode seventeen thirty-seven struck a chord with me. The conversation that I think came from talking about Papa John rebranding was poignant. You two talked about how there is a faction of blacks who essentially began rediscovering their blackness after the election, who otherwise were somewhat uncomfortable in white spaces i had to check myself because i spent a lot of time growing up being the only or one of the few in white spaces while you two had your discussion i had to self-evaluate though i found joy in white culture i always knew that i was the odd person i was very aware proud of my blackness within these spaces yes it's a fine line because like a lot of times it make you feel like you have to erase your blackness to stay in the space and if you fight against it then you kind of become the odd duck like you said where it's like Oh, I mean, I like Allegra. She's cool, but I don't know. be careful what you say around her and shit like that as opposed to just like, yeah, we're going to respect the homie. She's black and she likes Stilly Dan. We both love Stilly Dan. We'll see her at the concert, you right. know? And then you have to actually come to the conclusion where if it's a problem, we can't be friends. Right. That's very hard for younger people to understand because you want to be accepted. You don't want to be the mm-hmm. odd man out. You know, you, you don't want to be looked, looked at and frowned upon among your peers, but you get older, you're like, bitch, this is who I am. Right. And we can't be friends. If, if, if you can't respect me and my boundaries, you got to go. Yeah. And like Trayvon and Obama and certain events have kind of made it so black people even black people in those spaces was like uh i think y'all need to understand there's a limit to all this like tolerant shit that i'm putting up with uh i guess my point is that as usual you two make me think and rethink which i love i always had a little inkling in the pit of my stomach that the other shoe would drop especially after two turns of our real president when trump was getting closer and closer i knew the gig would soon be up uh but i tried to have hope it is interesting to see and participate in reclaiming of our time i can't help but be a little bitter though because i i know a bit of our history and how it repeats as racism goes through a rebranding each time anyway sorry to ramble but wanted to share my stream of thoughts in response to john and his new pr attempts always love allegra oh uh, also we was on their show y'all it's called music ate my brain mm-hmm. uh we had we, a good time we did a list a rundown countdown of our favorite problematic songs listen y'all need to listen to that episode we had okay? a ball you need to li- if you like this show you need to listen to that episode so you can hear 
the shit that karen and i and allegra um and um oh why am i drawing blank on her husband's name uh stars of the m mariano mariano why did i that was weird brain fart anyway allegra and mariano and me and karen just went in on some problematic ass songs i'm not gonna spoil it for you people was asking i see people guessing artists is r kelly and all this stuff i'll 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 tell you this much because i don't want y'all to show up and be like i'm boycotting r kelly and y'all forced me to listen to it no r kelly is on anyone's list Mm -mm. okay because they were problematic fave songs not problematic i can't even listen to shit no more songs uh but there it was a really good uh episode music ate my brain is uh the name of i think it's core temp arts is on uh uh on their um on, on itunes and stitcher and stuff so yeah check it out um it was so fun we had a great time we and did i'm not gonna spoil the songs if you've been listening to this show a long time though you're gonna know some of these songs and be like oh my god i remember this song um all right y'all <laughs> that's it uh until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.